You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message, recorded live from our Brighton campus. I have to admit, this, this evening I, um, I thought, you know, I would have my talk as well up on, up on the screen with a few things. And uh, I use a Mac, and here we have a PC, and I saved my keynote presentation as a, um, as a PDF and not as a PowerPoint. And so, therefore, Tyler said, it's not going to work. But that's okay. It's still going to work, uh, but just not up there. However, I do have a video in just a few minutes um, to share with you guys, and it's a, it's a really great video that I know you'll appreciate. Just to kind of recap um, where things have been, because we've really, in the past two weeks, we had a guest speaker, and then the, the service before that, um, we did a... a a combined service with five other churches in Brighton, and uh, we took time in that in that service to to just uh, pray for the city um, and just have a, a corporate time of worship. And just uh, it was a it was a great night. Um, it was great for five churches to come together and just unify and have the same passion to see to see Brighton um, to see Brighton one for Christ in a sense and. Uh, and so, yeah, that was a great time, and uh, some of you that were able to make it, I'm sure you enjoyed it as well. So that was what happened in the last couple of weeks. And so, to kind of uh, bring us back to where we were going for a few weeks, uh, we were talking about the one, about the one, and um, and how about the one is really God's heart. And Chris and myself and Tyler. We, we took some different passages, um, and, and then through those different passages, we just really talked to you guys about the one and God's heart for the one. And, um, and I think maybe the question that we could have all left with would have been simply, am I the one that, that has not yet come to that place? Um, I'm lost. I haven't been found yet by the Lord in, in the sense that I've not come to that place where I'm walking daily with Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. That might be you, where you're the one. Or the other way you could have been looking at it is that um, am I to be an individual as a follower of Christ going out into my city and finding the one that needs Christ? That needs, that needs hope, that needs to have a love encounter with Jesus Christ. And so that was sort of, you know, in, in, in all of the talks that we had, that was sort of the two main things that we would want you to take away. Am I the one that is from, not with Christ? Or am I the one that's to be going out and reaching the one? So we're gonna contend, continue on that theme tonight, but, but from a different angle. I want us to look at him, Jesus, as being the one. Jesus being the one. Instead of it being other people being the one, Jesus being the one. Focusing on him. Jesus is all about us, but are we all about him? So I'm just going to read and then uh, from Luke 19, verses 1 to 10. I don't know if you have... Uh, the scriptures with you tonight in some format. After, after I read this scripture, 
we will watch that video, and then I'll I'll get up again. So it's from uh, in Luke 19, starting at verse one and reading right through to chapter or to verse 10. Sorry. Here we go. He entered Jericho and was passing through, and there was a man called by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He has gone to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I will give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he, too, is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So a very abstract kind of um, interesting short film. But I think it reminds us, especially the words, um, that we all come from different walks of life. And yet each and every one of us can come to the cross. And, um, and the cross... I don't think we could ever say this enough, is a demonstration of the ultimate love act of all time for you and I. And yet, Jesus, his life, his death, and his resurrection accomplish more than setting us free from our sin or our wrongdoing. He set us, he set us free from sin and he set us free from death. It made a way so we could walk in complete restor- restoration. So it wasn't just forgiveness that took place on the cross, but it was so that we could walk in restoration, in wholeness, in completeness, in everything that we were designed to be. Forgiveness places us in a right relationship with God. But restoration brings complete wholeness to our lives. And that is what God truly desires for each and every one of us. I remember years and years ago, I, I knew this young kid. He was 16, and he was living on the streets in Calgary, in Canada. And uh, I remember saying to him, don't you want more for your life? Again, not looking down on him because he was at, on the streets at that time. But I said, don't you want more? And he goes, I'm surviving. And I said, but that's the problem. You're just surviving. There's so much more to life than simply just surviving. And uh, I don't know if, if what happened in, in his heart in that moment, but I wanted to highlight to him that there's so much more than just surviving. God wants more than that. He wants to restore us. Restoration bl- brings complete wholeness to our lives. It's about him, and yet Christ did it all for us. The focus tonight is about him, and yet... He did everything on the cross 
because he had us in mind. What an amazing thing, you know, even as Chris was sharing earlier just about God singing over us and how he is so huge and so powerful and so mighty and yet he's singing over us, he's thinking about us, he knows us, he cares for us. That is just so moving to me. What I love about the story that we read a moment ago in Luke is that it talks about God wanting to be with us. He longs to be with us. In verse 3 it says, He wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Zacchaeus positioned himself so that Jesus would see him. It says, since Jesus was coming that way, Jesus is all about pursuing us. But my question for us is, are we running to him or are we running away from him? Zacchaeus could have very easily, being the person that he was, could have easily ran the opposite direction that Jesus was going. But he chose to run ahead of Jesus so that when Jesus walked by, he would see him. What direction are you running? What direction are you running? Zacchaeus knew in his heart that things were not where they needed to be. He knew where he was at. I think sometimes we in this room know where we're at. We know where our hearts are at. And Zacchaeus knew where his heart was at. And at that point he had to make a decision. Will I run to God or will I run away from him? We can all do this in one way or another. I remember when I first gave my heart to the Lord. It was a bit of a process and I won't go into all of it. But I know when I was at this meeting, um, it was like a summer camp meeting. And for a few nights, I knew that the Holy Spirit was tugging on my heart. I knew that something was happening. And it wasn't during the time that the guy was speaking, but it was during the worship time. And every, every night that I walked into that building and the worship started, I just was immediately in tears. And God was just working on my heart. And for about two or three nights, I just kept fighting it. I just kept running from it. I kept basically saying, you know, I'm, I'm not interested. And yet I knew that there was something happening in my heart that I couldn't manufacture on my own. I knew I couldn't just make myself feel that way. And to be honest, I didn't want to make myself feel that way. I didn't want to be standing there as a 21-year-old boy, sort of. Um, I knew I didn't want to just be standing there crying, but Holy Spirit was working in my heart. And finally, on a Tuesday night, I just said, I'm not going to run anymore. I'm no longer going to go in the opposite direction, but I'm going to run to where you're at, Jesus, and this is where you're at. And he met me in that moment. Some of us may not be walking with God right now, and... Uh, and I believe that God 
in these moments, even during our worship times on a Sunday night. You know, we have great musicians that play, but really at the end of the day is our desire is that we would encounter God in those moments when we're worshiping Him. That you would begin to experience Him in your heart and that you would not ignore that feeling that you're getting, but that you would embrace it and go, yeah, there's something here and it's God and He's wanting to meet with me. I remember another time for those of you that are following the Lord and, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to give a specific example, but there's been many, many times where God's put something on my heart and said, this is, this is what I need you to do. This is what I want you to say. This is how I want you to respond. This is what I want you to let go. This is what needs to take place to go to that kind of next phase that I have for you. And in those moments, I have this decision to make. I have this decision of following his heart or saying, no, I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to do what I think is important for me right now. I'm going to say what I think is going to make it better for me or make it better for what I think is going to be in the long run. You have these decisions to either run from God or run to him in those moments. The message of our church here, Center Church, which is the message and heart of God, is that you belong. That's always our our first priority here, is a place at the table for everyone. It's so that everyone knows that you can be a part of this community, that, that it doesn't matter what walk of life you come from, whether it's you've had you've had it all your whole life or you've had nothing your whole life or you're somewhere in between that there's a place for you there's is a place for you here and in his kingdom again our heart is always about we want everyone to know that 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 Christ reigns and he has a place for you in his kingdom that nothing you have done or are doing is too big or small for god it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter your story. Your story matters to God, but it doesn't matter what you've done. It's not too big or it's not too small for him to move into your life and complete and, and bring wholeness. There is no better time than today to run to him and not from him. It's all about him and he's all about you. And that's his desire is that we would run to him and not run from him. In uh, verse 5, it says, When Jesus reached this spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house. So he came down and welcomed him gladly. All All sorts of things were going on in that moment. Specifically, Jesus knowing that he was only a few days away from his crucifixion. And yet the very heart of Christ was to come to seek and to save that which was lost. And so even as he was going and knew that in a few days it was going to be crucifixion, he stops, doesn't he? He stops and looks up and sees Zacchaeus. Jesus' heart, in even in Saint, or sorry, Second Peter 3, it says, he's not wanting anyone to perish but everyone to come to repentance. 
That's his heart. And even in the last moments, that was the heart of Christ. Was that everyone that he, that he would, that we would know that his message was that we would come to repentance. In that moment though, of Jesus stopping, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus' heart is opened and he welcomes Jesus into his home. Jesus is no longer a stranger, but a welcomed guest that inhabits Zacchaeus' life. See, I believe that running to God is a step in the right direction. But from there, one needs to open their hearts to God's plan and their purpose for their lives. You can, you can run to God, but still not really have an open heart. And I've seen this in so many situations where, where people have run to God, but as soon as God says, here's the plan, so to speak, they run again. And then if you're talking to them down the road, they say, yeah, Jesus didn't work. That didn't work for me. And I really believe it's because maybe they ran to him, but there was this not not allowing him to begin to work in their hearts. They were just sort of close to it. It didn't work. Therefore, I'm just going to move on and see if something else works. And I don't know about you guys, but I've heard that story a number of times where, yeah, I tried that but it didn't work for me. And the the truth is that when we come to when we come to when we come to God with open hearts I believe that God's able to work in that. But if we come to God with hard hearts where we're in a sense standing in a position of defense instead of standing in a position of openness that can be the difference between um between you experiencing what God has for your life. Receiving God's forgiveness and direction in your life has always been a choice. Not, not something that Jesus forces on us, because he doesn't operate that way. So Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus was open to it. Jesus didn't have to force his way in, because Zacchaeus was open to it. Jesus didn't say to Zacchaeus, you have to let me stay at your house, but I must stay at your house. It was an option, and Zacchaeus accepted and what happens next is what comes after forgiveness and submitting to God's ways. In verse 3, or sorry, verse 8, says, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. What I feel this represents for us tonight is is simply anything that is keeping you from entering into God's redemptive plan for your life. You know, we all have baggage and things that have taken place in our lives, past hurts. Perhaps we have our own ideas of things. Perhaps there's addictions going in our lives or maybe there's some lying or grudges that we're holding on to or gossip or finances is keeping us um, from God, greed, depression, sickness, all of these things God wants to bring restoration. He's forgiven us of those things, but now he wants us to walk in that wholeness, that restoration that he has for us. But as we see uh, in the life of Zacchaeus, 
It is action and repentance that brings about restoration. It's action and repentance that brings about restoration. Sometimes there's things that God's calling us to. He's ask, He's calling us to, to, to make a decision on, on letting something go, laying something at the foot of the cross, and it requires us to, to actually do that. And that is something, that, that act brings restoration. The Apostle Paul teaches us to work out our salvation. We're on a journey. We are forgiven in a moment when we come to Christ admitting we have fallen short of his glory. But restoration is a process. It takes time. It takes you saying, I want things to be different. I want things to be different. That is something I found in my own life where where if there's something that I don't really care for, I have to make that decision of saying, God, I want this to be different. I don't want to live this way any longer. That that young guy that I knew years and years ago, he was quite content with simply surviving. He didn't want to experience the restoration of God. I know that he had received the forgiveness of God because a lot of things had taken place in his life, but he was content to just be surviving. He didn't want that restorative power to take place in his life. Restoration is a process. It takes you saying, I want things to be different. And it takes you partnering with God through the Holy Spirit. And so tonight, I want us to take a time to to think about some things in our own lives that maybe we need God to step into to bring restoration. And Johnny, if I could have you come up and uh, play as we come to a close. We want to have a time of just responding. It's one thing to to know that you've been forgiven, but it's a, it's an entirely different thing to know that, that God wants to restore now in your life. And I, 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 I mentioned a, a number of different things that maybe you're struggling with past hurts or maybe you're struggling with just your own ideas on things. I, I find very often people just have, have made up in their own minds what they, how they think they should live and how they want to live instead of allowing God to step in and say actually I got I got a better way to live will you trust me in this I have a I have a I have a new new sort of blueprint for you will you will you follow that instead and in those moments we have a decision to make whether we're going to trust that that new way of life that Christ has for us or are we just going to continue with our own mindset and just do what we think is best for ourselves? Maybe there's addictions that are holding you back from the fullness that God has for you. Or maybe you've been caught in lying. Maybe you're hanging on to grudges. Somebody's done something to you that, that wasn't right and you know that it's keeping you back and you need to forgive them. Maybe there's, like I've said, gossip or... Maybe financially God's calling you to do things and you just want to hang on to it or 
Maybe you're experiencing or have experienced depression and you want God to come in and, and just bring restoration in that area of your life. Or maybe you're here tonight and there's just sickness in your body and, uh, and you want God to bring restoration there. I don't know, I don't know where you're at and maybe I didn't name one of the things that you have, but if there's something that you want restoration for, in, in, in this time, I just would ask that you would just, maybe all of us, we could just close our eyes and, and with just nobody even looking around, I'm not, I'm not gonna have anybody raise their hands or, or anything like that. But if there's been something that has, that has spoken to you this evening, it's such a great idea just to respond to God. To respond to Him and just say, God, these are the, the areas that I'm struggling with. These are the areas that I'm having difficulties in. And would you just bring restoration in this area of my life? I don't, I don't want to just be sort of getting by, but I want to, I want to live in that fullness, that completeness that you have for me. I don't want to hang on to things anymore. I don't want to do things my own way anymore. I don't want to be, um, addicted to those substances anymore. I want to I wanna walk in, in healing and in, in wholeness. You know, we all, we all respond differently. And so tonight, it might be just quietly with yourself or as Chris mentioned earlier, we, we want, we want to prov- provide a, an area up front here for you to come and, and to respond to what God's doing in your heart. You know, and sometimes it's, um, it's not easy to, to maybe take a step and, and come forward because you, or wondering what maybe other people are thinking around you. But you know, I don't think there's one of us in this room that if, that would, I think we would all rejoice if you or a few of you decided to get up and say, yeah, I need prayer for this. I need God to do this in my heart. I don't think there would be one person that would be, oh, I wonder what they're doing. I think everybody would think that's amazing that that they're allowing God to work in their heart tonight. That they're allowing God to, to, to do what, to do what He needs to do. They're letting go of something tonight. So if that's, if that's you, maybe we could all just stand. Maybe that's the best way to do it. It will be less. I don't want to make anything happen, but I do want people to respond if they feel they're responding. So what we're going to do is, during this time, the band will be playing, and myself, myself and Kyla's here, and uh, Hannah's here. If you if you want to respond to God tonight, we want to pray with you. And so, if you want to come and sit at this green table, and, and just meet with God on your own, then we want you to do that. If you want to come and just 
have myself or someone pray with you, we want to do that. If you want to just sit where you're, where you're at and you want to meet with God there, then we want that to happen as well. We're just going to give some time for this to take place. And, uh, and then we'll probably end with, with a song together. So just feel free to, to do how, to do what you feel you need to do tonight. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church. One church, passionately loving God and people in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.